I feel the need, the need for speed. Ow! I want to know the truth. You keep digging, you're going to dig your own grave. Right. Can you prove any of this? No, absolutely not. I don't feel no ways tired. This is the Brian Suits Show. Form strong working relations with each of them. Through international pressure, AM 770 KATH, more unintelligibility. Uh, this time uh, in, in English in Tel Aviv, uh, the president uh, deplaning about an hour ago. We'll uh, come back right after this. Brian Suits here. It is your Wednesday, 13th of July, uh, the day before Bastille Day, which means nothing to any of us. I understand. Uh, Elon and Trump are at war. Uh, sleep is a key factor for heart health. <clears throat> and uh, Starbucks employees saying, oh, we're perfectly safe. What? They're just closing these places because we're unionized uh, here locally. Back in a second. Let's get you to work with our right-way traffic. Elon. Elon. Uh, yes, yeah, so it's full-on war. Between uh, the billionaire and the millionaire. Battle Royale. Yeah. And uh, Elon Musk, uh, you know, saying, look, uh, that's good, a good run. Step aside. Uh, we'll get to that. You heard uh, you heard the correct number. Uh, it, it's not road noise. It is uh, the June over June inflation rate, 9.1%. Ooh. Ouch. You know what? <laughs> that's almost 10%. So in other words, if you haven't gotten a raise in the past year, you 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 have gotten a nine point one percent pay cut, so that's one way to think about it. Um, and it, it's uh, it's worse than that. You you heard um, the uh, Fox Business uh, Channel economist drilling down on that, saying, "Well, if you strip away food and energy, <laughs> it's and you have the core inflation rate because you know hard to find consumer items like food." are considered uh, not the core inflation rate. But but even then, they were shocked because economists thought it was going to be like 5.1%. Uh, they thought this was going to be a, a delicious, booming economy that was just going to come in through the, the H-shaped, uh, a letter H-shaped uh, hole that you cut in the juice. Mm, I want to get in. But it did not. It didn't buy into your little cheap trick. And so... Um, like, like I said yesterday, I, you know, the, there's only a handful of economists who will be honest with, and this is where it, it becomes wizardry when they start saying, oh, no, we've seen this before. Only honest economists, and I've seen them in the Financial Times and actually the magazine, The Economist, some of their, some of their uh, columnists who are saying, I got to be honest with you, I've never seen this before. The, the, the it didn't happen in 1918 1919 because we didn't shut supply lines down but then again there were not global supply lines you know there there was not uh you know uh, nordstrom was not sitting downtown going oh yeah all that jewelry from china is uh, delayed cuz they locked down guangdong province because of the spanish flu and darn that Kaiser, when's that war ever going to end? That didn't happen. You know, Nordstrom in, in 1918 said, hey, call downstairs. Are those guys done with the boots yet? Done with the boot factory? That, that's how that worked in 1918. So 100 years later, uh, this is the world we got. And we were, we were told, our elites told us that um, 
Uh, I, for one, welcome our new insect overlords and in, uh, in the whole thing. This is, this is going to be a much better uh, world. We're going to be globalized, and the prosperity is going to morph into democracy. It's all these surveillance uh, dictatorships like this uh, China that I've been reading about. They're just going to democratize. Because how can you not when you're prosperous? This is the economy that came along with that. This is the way it is. Don't you think, Brian, the world more and more resembles that meme of that dog in an office with a cup of coffee where everything's burning around him? And it, the this little, is fine. The little thought bubble says, this is fine. Mm, I want to get in. Mm, I want to get in. What's that from? Is that a cartoon I'm unaware no of? I have no clue what the original reference is to. I just know it's made an impression on my mind, and I feel like that's the world we inhabit right now, where yeah. things seem to be falling apart, inflation, uprisings, war. And we're turning to experts and most of them are afraid to admit i'm not an expert right now i don't know what's next we've never seen so many jobs that need to be uh filled but then again there's inflation oh but starbucks is closing down stores because they hate unionizing or or whatever and dare i even mention his name (laughs) but i've been seeing a lot more is it elon elon it's not that. I've been seeing more and more Fauci lately making the rounds on the news I know. about COVID numbers beginning to tick up. And I just want to say, let's not do this again. <laughs> no. And, and and of course, the with the fall, we're indoors more. There's going to be a standard influenza um, rate. There's going to be uh, more variants of the COVIDs, which is a coronavirus, like the most common colds we get, and the whole thing. I'm I am glad that uh, the mandatory vaccine uh, thing is is not happening. You know, for kids have who, who who besides the initial getting of the corona, my my varmint has had sniffles a couple times. Um, I, I've, you know, I, I've heard that there's employees here at the radio ranch who You've will heard. come to work, uh, <laughs> um, that, that will come to work with a sniffle and, and, and that technically they're supposed to report themselves. And I've said to those employees, Hey, you, you, you're violating CDC guidelines and stuff. What are you doing here at work? And then they say back to me, uh, my job. And I'm like, oh, well, uh, then uh, mm, I want to get in. So then I let him in. I'm at a time in my life where I have so many responsibilities on a daily basis, whether that's parenting or work responsibilities or things I do at church. But so my point is yesterday, all throughout the day, I started to develop a sore throat and it got worse and worse as the day progressed. You're admitting to that on the air. I'm admitting to that on the air. Violating our policy. My life is an open book on this radio station. And so here's the debate we had in my household yesterday do i take a covid test because for some reason lingering in the back of my mind i just thought i think this is the time i finally have it and so late last night i ended up taking the test did the booger stick uh how far do you go up by the way when you do those which orifice well both nostrils oh each for about 10 seconds I, i i i get up right to the point where my eyes start hurting well, Even ne- though I know I don't have to. Needless to say, I'm here thing. today, so I was negative. So I chalked up the sore throat well, to allergies. Course. I took a little pill that's supposed to last 24 hours. And what? The, the sore throat has yeah! subsided. The uh, pill. The allergy pills. Oh, 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 yeah, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but anyways, I think that's a debate that a lot of people are having right now is the second you start to feel a little sick, it's like, do I want to put the world on hold for 10 days if I test positive for COVID? No. And look at all the irons that are in the fire. And, and, and like I say, on a, on a day-to-day basis, what do you interact with the most? It's what they took out. It's energy and food. And, 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 and so with that, it's a 9.1% inflation rate. Um, and, uh, and, and the, the other sort of galling thing that, that economists aren't, you know, they're, they're saying, well, you know, we're not a global economy, but I'm not a PhD economist. I'm just a person interacting with the economy. And I'm telling you, if China locks down a, more, like they just redid again, mm-hmm. the electronics you're going to get for your kids, the stuff you're going to get for Christmas it's in a container now. It doesn't get here. Ju- that's not part of the just-in-time supply line. That's silicon chips and things like that. But even then, the point of the just-in-time is that it gets there just-in-time. So you have to know. You have to anticipate when does it have to leave. Christmas left China a month ago. Um, th- there's the the uh, uh, unmitigated cruelty of water, and the container ship can't get here any faster. It's floating now. Your Christmas is afloat right now. By the time it gets here, it'll it's it's going to cost more because there's going to be less of it following following up. Um, <clears throat> you know, never mind the food. I I, I think it, what's really crazy is I really hope economies reorient to be more local. I, I I you know I don't mind. I'm getting local locker beef and stuff like that. I I don't want. It, it, wouldn't it be crazy to be relying on the United States for your beef and you're in China like they're doing and your pork? That's crazy to me. Um, I, I never want that. But that's, they have no choice because their people are getting up to the middle class. What do you do when you get middle class or get more prosperous? You eat more protein. You're just not. And you're dedicating more crops to the pigs that you're trying to grow and that you're trying to feed your people with in, in China. They still can't do that. They rely on our cow and our pig. I never want to do that. And it's much never mind Christmas gifts. That I'm going to live. You know, me and my varmint will live if we don't get new electronics for Christmas. But if I'm re- if I'm relying on another country for my protein, then uh, good thing I have a uh, uh, a fetching falcon, the hockey, uh, the big blue falcon. So, uh, all right, back in a second. Let's uh, get to work. Uh, know it all, as if as if that wasn't just an education, just right then. Uh, that was a freebie. Wow. Uh, back in a second, uh, right after we get to work with our railway traffic. I want it all, and I want it now. Know it all. First thing. Hey, I'm 770 KTDH, your chance to win your Wednesday here with Know It All. First thing, uh, this just in, experts agree, uh, researchers at the UW agree, the cause of homelessness is not drugs or mental illness, researchers say. In their book, Homelessness is a Housing Problem, uh, University of California Press, uh, Clayton Page Aldern and Greg Colburn, a professor at UW, um, and uh, Mr. Aldern is a expert here, here in Seattle as well, they're telling us that homelessness is is a housing problem. Uh, that, that's and so the, the other breaking news I didn't even mention it here at the top of the hour is that we have a guest. Um, he's not in the building. We have a resident derelict. Yeah, we have a guest. And this morning when I came to work, I had to step over a passed out crackhead. 
uh, or whatever it is that he smoked because he passed out with his lighter in his right hand. Now that the sun's up, I can see how just at, it's a brand new sleeping bag. He's his hands, everything are, are filthy. He he could use a cleanup. He festooned our sidewalk with two pints of Ben and Jerry's. And then I've determined that is granola all over the very front landing of the Radio Ranch. It's not vomit. Swear to God, true story. So this is, uh, let's go live back to me at 4.30 this morning. One of the features of the uh, Chinese fentanyl that's lacing the various opioids is that people are overcome with a complete desire to just pass out anywhere they want. In this case, it's my way into work. Uh, what are my options? Well, if I call 911, you know, honestly, this is not an emergency. Seattle police will be here maybe in three or four hours. If I call Seattle Fire on 911 and ask for fire, they're just going to come here and give this guy, you know, a Narcan. Does anybody have a Narcan? I just noticed that in the background, I happen to frame it so that the guy is sleeping there behind me, between me and the door, and he's, he starts kicking he must be dreaming of hunting hunt rabbits like my dogs. But I'm, I hope I wasn't bothering him. I did check. I know that that as as a Christian man, as a man of compassion, Greg asked me to go outside and check on him being there. <laughs> I passed the buck to you. As a man who would rather eat the devil's lunch, as uh, the Turks say. Well, you've been in war zones before. I've never been in war That's zones. That's why I'm a. You're comfortable around. Very cold sob about this stuff. If, if the stuff. guy looked up to me like Oliver Twist and said, "Please, sir." Can I have some help? And I and I said, would you agree that I can drop you off at a residential rehab place? And he would say, yeah. And then I would give him the keys. I'd give him the keys to my car. And so that one unlocks it. I'll be out at nine. Tell me if my thinking is wrong on this. Ever. But I've been rather astounded this morning by the demeanor of those in the newsroom, given there's a homeless guy passed out on our front door. Everyone seems to be handling it rather in stride or casually, almost as if we're completely desensitized you know what? to I'm a not gonna, human being sleeping in his own filth. I'm not Judgy McJudgerson. Um, I don't know that he's homeless. I do know that he's passed out with a lighter in his right hand. He may have a home. He may he may live in Broadmoor. You think he just worked the night shift? <laughs> yeah. He may, so gone the wrong, home. he may have gone may have gone the wrong way. He meant to go downhill east. Um, no, but for me, this Broadmoor. was cause for great alarm this morning. And I'm just encountering people that are like, eh, no biggie. Like, eh, what are you going to do? It's I sense there's a lot of don't make eye contact with each other, even though we're all colleagues in the same building. Let's not act like there's a zombie out there passed out <laughs> in the front. That's not me. That's that's not me. And also, uh, this the, the book, and this is still the first thing, by the way, for the record, um, Talking about this book last hour, that these guys are saying, "Oh no, it's that." Uh, and and uh, this, where's their list of cities? Uh, it, it's uh, everywhere uh, that's blue and on the west coast. And and oddly enough, it coincides with the places that have the highest payment, the uh, the highest per homeless person uh, uh, cost, because they're paying you to be homeless. And th- this is like, I you know, I the the deliciousness of this is. Hey, you, you may see that guy out there. You made him. He he's not there because he's he's homeless. Uh, quote: The point is, if you are poor, if you are addicted, if you are mentally ill in an expensive West Coast city like San Diego, you're far more likely to experience homelessness. And that issue explains why Seattle, ding, Portland, ding, San Francisco, ding, Los Angeles, ding, and San Diego, ding, 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 have much much higher rates of homelessness than Miami or Dallas, for instance. <laughs> Isn't that just weird? 
places that don't tolerate incivility have less homelessness. And and like I say, I, I'm I'm not a crackhead, and I'm I think fairly clearly. I'd I'd, I'd like to think um, I don't live here because it's too damn expensive. And you, you, and there's no there's no drug that makes you think mm, I want to get in. Mm, I want to get in if you can't afford it. Your plan is to be homeless because it's easy to be home, and that's the difference in Dallas, Miami. It's hard to be a drug addict because you're you, you can't pass out on the street in. <clears throat> They have this, there's this impression that all of San Francisco, all of Los Angeles is this overrun with homelessness. Hey, I, I worked in Burbank. Burbank PD, they don't put up with that crap. It That doesn't float in the city of Burbank. They will drive you to the edge of Los Angeles and kick you out and let LA deal with you. San Francisco, same deal. You know, you, you, you try this, you tried this crap in the, at the upper end in Napa Valley. Yeah, good luck. You know, and, and where I live, my bucolic South Sound community, there's no one sleeping on the sidewalk. It's cheap, too. So everything is cheaper in, in lovely uh, Thurston County. So the guys, the basis of their book, I, I want to, the point I made last hour is if this dude was passed out at the front door of the, I have to get it right because it is a comedy bit. Uh, of the University of Washington's College of Built Environments, right in front of Greg Colburn's office, he would call the UW Police Department, and they would walk, drag, or drive him into the back into the where the Seattle PD take over on whatever that is on Roosevelt, I think, but, but whatever, or they drag him down to Ravenna. All uh, right, thing two. Second thing. Oh, mm. Mm, I want to get in. Murder Hornets are back. More on that. Uh, we have team coverage coming up here in just a little bit. Well, guess what? The uh, the closure of Starbucks uh, is is opposed by a few of the workers. Now, I I didn't see any of the workers. First of all, Starbucks doesn't owe anyone an explanation of why they're shutting down a location. Uh, it doesn't make money. It's too expensive to leave open. I, I'll take that. Not not that they owe it to me, but. Um, some of the employees are saying they smell a rat on this uh, closure of uh, Pine and and, and Westlake. Well, we looked up property crimes and violent crimes on the blocks where the affected stores are located and did not notice uh, any upward trend at those locations. But the company says not all of the issues employees are seeing there get reported. I 100% cannot buy the safety closure as the excuse. Mari Cosgrove found out the Starbucks location at Union Station, where she's worked for the past four years, was closing during a mandatory store meeting Monday afternoon. And this is where, you know, I'm never going to be hired as a corporate communicator for Starbucks. So my answer is we don't owe Lori an explanation. And it's got nothing to do with an uptick in, 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 in fecal matter and stinkiness and violence. It's been a sustained struggle. It just doesn't make financial sense anymore. <laughs> Period. Final. Uh, but anyway, and, and there's not a correlation. We were talking about this yesterday. There's not a correlation between the stores that have unionized and the ones that have not. And, you know, sorry. A bunch of people, including a toddler, shot next to your Starbucks uh, in, in the Central District. You know, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to sit there as uh, one of the one of the law hawks. I'm going to you're a falcon. Um, I'm going to say, let's 
cut our losses before something uh, that uh, is very um, actionable happens. Because I got to say, I, you might have a really good case if your employer forces you to, oh, I don't know, step over a homeless guy who's passed out. Who knows if he's sleeping on a gun? You know, if the guy pulls out a gat and and caps caps my A double S spells S, uh, you know the. Well, I wouldn't. I'm just saying, if you're Starbucks, you cut your losses. Uh, all right, back in a second. AM 770 KTTH. Uh, Senator Josh Hawley thinks that people with uteruses are women, or people with birthing persons are women for some reason. What is he, a biologist or something? Back in a second. It's uh, AM 770 KTTH. Brian Suits here. Let's get you to work with our right way traffic. a.m. on AM 770 KTTH. It is the Brian Suits Show. Producer Greg here. Brian has taken upon himself to check in on our radio resident derelict who we both encountered early this morning when we arrived at the studio. And here he is moseying back on in with an update. Is our homeless friend still there, Brian? Yeah, he is. Is he asleep? No, no. Good news is he woke up. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, he woke up, rolled over. I didn't have my phone with me, but but I alerted uh, Jason Rance. Okay. <clears throat> uh, so he rolled over. He pulled the sleeping bag back over him because it, it looks cold out. Uh, Did you disturb <clears throat> his slumber? Uh, no, no. But there now that the normals are showing up for work, uh, unlike us us weirdos who get here at four thirty. Ah. They're a bit shocked, but he had the foil out, and, and he put no. product in the foil right right no. in front of us. Oh, my and, god! And he's lighting it up with that gigantic butane uh, torch. Yeah, and who's going to stop me is his posture, basically. And, and it's funny because, to, to, you know, there was a, a person showing up for work, and, they, you know, they just, you know, they come to the door. And, and, and he said, well, you know, have you called police? And I said, I'm not going to. And I said, I, I, I said that, that was January. That's when you get the voicemail. If there's nothing violent happening, um, and I, I know how high-end this neighborhood is. Um, you know, it's not like he forgot his way to his condo. Uh, so he's going to be there all day. I was just going to say, he could be a permanent fixture here. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, it's all fun and games when you wake and bake and you're smoking marijuana. But he's he's doing a wake and bake at 730 in the morning, and he's he's getting back on the Fenty. Oh, as the my kids goodness. Say. So he's, he's smoking his... Crack, crack, uh, morphine, heroin, opioid, fentanyl. And lest anyone think we're not being compassionate, my immediate question would be: How does it affect me? That's my no. What oh, is sorry. the compassionate thing to do in this instance? Honestly, because when I see someone like that clearly in a horrible position in life, my immediate thought is: like most people, knee jerk, I need to do something, or something needs to be done. What exactly? It's because. Not- if I go, hey, buddy, do you know? I want to get in. I have no idea what substances this person has been taking. I have no idea if they have a knife in their back pocket. I have no, There's just too many questionable variables here that you're rendered impotent from doing anything. You well, know? and I, I just want to say that anyone who virtue signals on TV, in newspapers, online, or on the radio, who just walked by... A, a guy with foil in a sleeping bag at your place of work holding a, you know, smoking up his product. And you're not driving the person to Harborview or 
or whatever, then it, I don't know what to say. Except I, I'm not lying. I'm not sitting here lying like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to buy him a bag lunch or something. He's he's full of Ben and Jerry's. If if the litter on, on <laughs> I don't know why I'm it, laughing. It's just if it's accurate, he's. I, I didn't get the flavors. I, I, I laugh so I, I don't cry. I'll go out and get the flavors of the Ben and Jerry's. But he's he's all full of Ben and Jerry's, um, and and fentanyl. Now there there's a f- famous store. I guess it is it Roanoke and East Lake. It was a plaid pantry for <clears throat> for years. You know the corner store now up up the street. I have no idea how they stay in business. Just no idea mm-hmm. um, because, but it's one of those stores, you know, this lovely, hardworking Asian couple, uh, immigrant couple own it. it, the, it the, it's now that it's no longer a plaid pantry. It doesn't have to follow anyone's format. Really narrow aisles because there's all kinds of stuff in there because there's all kinds of high end laptop Americans in these high end condos. Well, this guy has to eat too. And eat. maybe this guy's just a huge talk radio fan. Uh, you know what? Anything's possible. I mean, tell me that would not be uh, an Edward R. Murrow award to get him in here and, oh, and, please and, and talk about his life, about what it w- what led you oh, to the front gosh. step of my workplace this morning at 4.30, and then three hours later, you wake up and get high again. You know, what, what are you missing? Do you need a recommendation for the Air Force Academy? <laughs> He looks like he's aged out of that. I th- I think he I and that's the other thing is, I'm, I'm looking at him. He he might be 63, but his driver's license or his birth certificate might say 24. I mean, I you can't I didn't tell. see a lot of gray hairs on him when no, I passed him. No, you can't tell. Oh, uh, when are we on the air? How long do we have? Do we have any law enforcement listening that wants to make? Perhaps wants to waste your time. Way? No, it's they. It's a. That's what cracks me up. Is someone said. I mean, the person coming in said, "Have you called the police?" And I just laughed right, at them. And, right. and 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 what? I said, "I I'm not. I don't want to wait here till one p.m. when they may. You know, what's the the crime is what trespassing? Uh, well, but he's openly using drugs. Oh well, really? <laughs> you, you don't say. Well, I want to get in. If you're. <laughs> Using drugs like that out in the open, and it's clearly visible to anyone walking by, shouldn't you at least have to spend one night or two nights in jail? <laughs> well, Is that in hell, completely unreasonable? People in hell should get ice water, shouldn't they? <laughs> yes, you should. Um, and if he, uh, you know, I am curious, because now that he smoked up again, um, uh, I wonder what, I mean, I, I don't want to be the person responsible for uh Three Seattle Fire paramedics in one unit. Right. Doing a Narcan on him. He gets up. They take him to Harborview. He's back here, you know, by 1, one or 2 p.m. That's 8000 bucks. That's that $8,000 round trip. Um, and we fit the bill for that. Yeah. And, and um, uh, you know, it's not my tax money. I don't buy stuff in Seattle. Right. Um, and I don't know how much of their budget comes federally or from the state. But if it, one dime goes to that... Um, but he knows his dose. He hasn't. He's not dead yet. So, uh, do I care about? Yeah, wait. Let's I, go to break and then come the, back. The, the, the Holly Senator Holly thing. Uh, um, I didn't know that it was a professor. I thought it was just some person who's like a LGBTQ activist, you know, something. But uh, Senator Josh Hawley is getting mocked because he thinks that fetuses have to gestate in a uterus and the person running that uterus can be classified a woman. 
I mean, what a caveman, right? Back in a second, AM 770 KTTH. Uh, Brian Suits here. Let's get you to work with our right-way traffic. AM 770 KTTH. Brian Suits here. And uh, he's gone. He's gone. Some just of us like that. Yeah, some of us God. need a cup, a second cup of coffee. He needed a, a second hit of whatever it is he's smoking, uh, you know, out of the foil. Him, him, and his brand new sleeping bag are, are gone. He leaves behind a trail of uh, shoplifted garbage, mm. and I ran it by. The, I said, "Hey, do we have anything that we can give away at eight thirty for the correct texter who can name the two Ben and Jerry's flavors?" And uh, the the idea died of silence. So I'll just tell you. Uh, I'd never heard of these flavors. Dublin Mudslide and Gimme S'more. Those sounds like, sound like the names of drugs. <laughs> I know. Like, like, like var, variants of marijuana uh, or something. Was this you just moments ago outside? We are still smelling a lot of drugs in the air. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, mm, I want to get in. Um, so. So uh, the, the president uh, uh, arrived in Tel Aviv uh, a couple hours ago, two hours ago, <clears throat> and because uh, the Israeli Israeli politicians apparently don't do teleprompters, they didn't have a teleprompter for him. They had uh, printed remarks, and I lurched through most of it, and then I sort of stopped at this one. Since then, I've known every single prime minister, and it's been an honor. Form strong working relations with each of them. Now that I know what he said, I know what he said. It, it's not unintelligible anymore. But before I tell people what he said, let me run it by uh, again. Form strong working relations with each of them. Formed strong working relationships with each of them. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and it's it's sure. it's weird about the 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 Biden translator. It's like Google Translate. Once you know it. <laughs> then it, it, it becomes clear. Form strong working relations with each of them. It is a permanent subtitle. Well, anyway, what, how he spoke about the Holocaust too? Did he today. honor it? What did, did the honor the honor of the Holocaust? Well, the genocide. I'll ask you how you think this went here. I will once more return to the hollow ground of Yad Vashem to honor six million Jewish lives were stolen in the genocide. And continue, which we must do every, every day, continue to bear witness. To keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust, horror of the Holocaust. Honor those we lost. I will once more return to the Holocaust. You know, the end, and the, you know, you switch it in with the, with the double R. You don't want to honor the Holocaust. Yeah. That, that would be bad. Anyway, it uh, it's, uh, turns out it's hallowed. The hallowed Yad Vashem memorial, not hallowed. But I, I think I really do think that that they because he left late last night. He had nothing on the schedule. He could have left at two p.m., but he didn't. He left late last night so as to arrive at what would be around nine a.m. His body clock. So that so we were seeing peak Biden. Oh yeah, that jet lag does not do you any favors. Yeah, with that's, that time there zone is none. Change. You know, you, you don't you don't get it really going from west to east. Uh, especially when you're on your clock. I mean, try try arriving at Frankfurt at 2 a.m. Your body clock time. You're like in German, but uh, no. Anyway, so they they uh, set him up uh, there. Uh, well, you know, I I can take him or leave him. Uh, Senator Josh Hawley 
from it starts with them. I usually leave him. So but in Missouri, <laughs> in this case, I'm on Holly's side. Where, where's oh wait, that's right. Um, uh, where's he from? He's Missouri, right? Josh Holly. Josh Holly is from Missouri. Missouri. There you yeah, go. I knew it's 2019. With he's been serving. Yeah, thus is my grasp of uh, Senate Pellet. He's uh, from Missouri. Uh, so he's questioning a Berkeley, a UC Berkeley law professor. This is a law professor. Pers- I just want to emphasize that again before we hear this clip. Well, we had a former Supreme Court clerk for, uh, for, uh, just, you know, just retired. She, she's, she couldn't define a woman cause she's not a biologist. So I, I don't know where your bar is, but mine's not that high. Anyway, here's Josh Holly. Uh, questioning Berkeley law professor yesterday about uh, who who can give birth. Professor Bridges, you said several times you've used a phrase. I want to make sure I understand what you mean by it. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. Would that be women? Many women, cis women, have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. Um, there are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. So this isn't really a women's rights issue. It's a, it's, we can it's recognize a that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Hawley. Oh, so your view is, is that the core of this, this right then is about what? So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? Let's take a quick time out here and just point out that when she refers to trans men that can that are, are capable of birth, she means a biological woman, born a woman, who has not undergone uh, any any surgical therapies and still possesses ovaries fallopian tubes and a uterus and a china um that's but they're they're wearing plaid and logger boots and a cowboy hat and uh, maybe they have facial hair whatever but and so they can walk around defining themselves as as a man but as far as their birthing rights go they're a woman so that's to catch everyone up on that you haven't even played the best part of the clip yet. Oh, I, I know. I just wanted... And I forgot, what does cis mean? C-I-S? Cis, I think, means that you identify as the gender you were at birth. I think that's what oh, cis dear God. So if dear I'm a God. male, if so I'm, I'm a cis, cis male, so I cohere to my biological birth sex. So I'm a, Hawaii, I'm a cis Hawaiian. I think that's right. It was right. born in Oahu, so I'm a Hawaiian, according to It's that. hard to keep up. And I'm, I'm a cis Hawaiian. Uh, anyway, now now the uh, the money show. So I'm one, I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have attempted suicide. So I think it's important. Because of my us, line of questioning? Because, so we can't talk about it? Because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist. I'm is denying that trans people exist by asking are you, you if you're talking are you? about women are you? having pregnancies. Do you believe that uh, men can get pregnant? No, I don't think <laughs> so. You are denying that trans people like this thing. and that leads to violence. Is this how you run your classroom? Are students allowed to question you, Absolutely. or are they also treated like this? Where no, 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 they're, they're told that to they're a- opening up people to oh, violence. We have a good time in my class. You should join. Well, I bet. You might learn a lot. Wow, I, I would learn a lot. I've learned you, a lot. I know. This exchange. Absolutely extraordinary. <laughs> it's like it's incredible. I've had that conversation at like Thanksgiving, where you know that 
in normal times, you'd just turn around and walk away from the person. In in this case, they were called in front of your committee or you're related to them and you're sharing a turkey or or whatever. But that, isn't that frustrating? Oh, it's beyond frustrating. The dogma is so strong in her, Brian. And I, I'm going to make a proposal here as we head into the 2022 midterms. Every Democrat should go on record with the answer to the question, can men get pregnant? And see how that flies in the Latino community. <laughs> but, and, oh, but, you know, just, well, and that's that's the, the no, no matter what you think about Josh Hawley, that's the purpose of that. I, I love that because that's going to be a campaign commercial. That's why more and more minority communities are turning to the GOP because this nonsense is out of control and it's about time we called it out. Well, and I mean, you can you can call yourself a man all day long. Uh, once a, until you undergo whatever conversion therapy, hormone therapy, whatever, once a month, your body's going to disagree. And that's that. You, you can wear a binder and, uh, and, and man pants or whatever. But until, until you go through that, <clears throat> your, your, your mind might, I recognize that. That, that you know, there, there's lo- loads of women uh, who live life as a man. I get that, N- not an issue. Um, but I mean, just uh, if I it's, if it's none of my business, it's none of my business. But just don't tell me that you are a man, or don't don't. <laughs> I see what you're trying to say. Yeah, you're and I mean, to like tread I said, delicately, somewhat. If over you want to, if you want to jump in and get the surgery and all that, then f- fine. I'll play the game. You know, you can be whatever you want to be, but n- none of my buddies, none, none of my, uh, you know, softball league drinking buddies ever have a period. And, and, uh, but if, but if a buddy of mine said, uh, well, you know, I was born a woman, but I'm a man now, uh, hang on a second. I got to pop into the, I don't know what bathroom you use, but, but I mean, I'll, 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 if it makes them happy, it makes them happy, but just like, don't deny that people who have a uterus and, can have a baby or, or, or the uterus is a woman for me in a more general sense this boils down to i call my uterus jake we are witnessing the rotten fruit of a postmodern generation that pounded in our brains that you could be whatever you want to be truth is relative you can identify however you want the most important value in life is that you define reality for yourself and the result of it is a series of incoherent, self-contradictory, problematic uh, ideologies. Well, and, and that, you know, whatever, you want to go ahead and say, yeah, call me Biff. And I go, okay, I'll call you Biff. Uh, and call my, call my uterus Betty, you know, or so, until, I, until I get rid of it. Then, uh, you know, but it, 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 it almost feels like the rules are changing Senate hearing by Senate hearing. Oh, on the daily or something. What do you say to that? In the terminology. Mm, I want to get in. No. Uh, Back in a second. uh, The president is going to speak at the Yad Vashem Memorial to the uh, Holocaust. And we'll dip into some of the remarks. uh, And you know why I do. So, uh, back in a second. It is uh, AM 770 KTTH Brian Suits here. We'll take a break and uh, come back for your 8 a.m. hour. And it'll be fun. I, uh, by the way, we'll check your text at 830-800-465-8770. Back in a second on AM770, KTTH.